It's just after 8 o'clock in the big city. It's time for America's favorite Las Vegas sports show, Sports X Radio with Ken Thompson. <laughs> yeah. What up? Party's going on. Duh. Going to a party. Sports X Radio with Ken Thompson is brought to you by Hannah Shea Boyle and Rappaputi. Trial lawyers that get results. Visit PSBRLaw.com. Steiner's Pub, a true Nevada-style pub with three locations. One on Cheyenne, one on Buffalo, and one on the south end of the Strip. Steiner's Pub. We love this place. Preventative Diagnostic Center. Book your non-invasive scan today. Day for peace of mind, visit pdcenterlv.com. Rob Ritchie, Farmers Insurance, 702-335-5744. 702-335-5744. Laborers Union 872, the builders of Allegiant Stadium and the Las Vegas Ballpark, home of the Aviators. Promodirect.com. Use K-10 for a 10% discount on your promotion items order. Promodirect.com. And by William Hill Racing Sportsbook, America's leading racing sportsbook. Visit WilliamHill.us. So get ready, because Sports X Radio with Ken Thompson starts now. Now. A Friday fiasco, KT, live PSBR Law Studios here in Las Vegas. PSBR Law, the best in personal injury. Southern California, a long, long time now here in the Vegas Valley, year number four. Strength by your side, the relentless pursuit of justice. Brian Panish, senior partner, good friend of the show, Panache, Boyle Ravaputi. They are the foursome that you need as far as personal injury. You may not need them now, but you may need them in the future, so jot the number down. You got the 702 down for Vegas. You know that area code inside out. 830-9353, 830-9353, PSBR Law Studios, Mondays, Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays, and, of course, Wednesday night. Catch KT, 1750 North Buffalo, Steiner's Pub, 103 in the Vegas Valley to serve you. And uh, those places jumping right now because we've got the Vegas Golden Knights in action, trailing after the first period at the Fortress, 2-1 to one to Edmonton. This is a crucial game, Game 5. I really think the uh, winner of this, this game here is going to win the series, but we'll wait and see if uh, Vegas can get back, uh, you know, on top in this game. They actually trailed at one nothing early, and then less than a minute later were able to tie things up, and then an Edmonton power play gave the Oilers a 2-1 lead. The Knights have had chances to get the equalizer, but to no avail so far. So 2-1, to one, Vegas trails it at T-Mobile right down the street, and that is after one period. The other hockey series is over. Same old thing with the Toronto Maple Leafs. My goodness, my, uh, my good pal Cam Gore, he's probably... Not taking any phone calls, no texts. He doesn't want to deal with it anymore. So a little false hope with Toronto winning game four in Florida, sending it back to Ontario, and they lose all three games on home ice. Just embarrassing for the Maple Leafs franchise as they go out in five games to the Florida Panthers, who advance to the Eastern Conference Finals. This is the team last year, won that President's Trophy, best record in the NHL, most points. Same thing Boston Bruins did, but they bowed out in the second round last year. Bruins bowing out in the first round this year. President's Trophy winner just can't seem to uh, make it to the finals and finish the deal. It's been a long time, uh, but it is Toronto that bows out again, and this team continues the misery uh, for their fans. And it's a great 
fan base too. I mean, but they are frustrated. They uh, literally had the Boston Bruins out of their way. They're figuring they got a great opportunity. They were hoping to face off against the Carolina Hurricanes, who were able to take out the Jersey Devils last night. And you could see that the odds makers kind of felt that Toronto was very much in the series. They were only a plus three oh five at the Westgate Superbook, only a plus 305 to come back from three games to one. So that would have meant, of course, coming back from 3-0 down. Once they got that game in Florida, you know, you're figuring for sure. I mean, I was. It's the uh, first hockey game I've lost in a while. It was 18-4. and four. I think I, I had won 11 of my last 12, and then I lost that one. I took the uh, Maple Leafs on the money line. And I thought when it got to overtime that they were going to be able to finish the deal. I also did play them a little bit as far as the win in regulation, so would have lost that one. So I ended up losing a double dip there, a unit and a half there on the Maple Leafs. But you know what? Congratulations to the Florida Panthers. Great story. And they advanced to the Eastern Conference Finals, and they will take on the Carolina Hurricanes. Should be a good series because Carolina rested but playing very well, and they're very tough on their home ice. But Florida showing they can win on the road, winning in Beantown, and now taking all three in Toronto. Very impressive by the Florida Panthers. They win the series four games to one. NBA, the New York Knickerbockers, they are eliminated. And uh, even the Crooklyn Baller agreed with me, thought they'd probably lose. Now, it is crazy, depending when and where you played it. This line was at three and a half, was at four and a half, was at uh, five and a half, and closed at six and a half. So it just depends. If you maybe played Miami on the money line, I used them on the money line tonight. I used them uh, on the money line, and then I also used them in a teaser, a four-point teaser. So I got them down to one and a half, but they end up winning the game by four. And really weird ending of the game, and I'll get into uh, you know the basketball and the hockey playoff games. Uh, you know, But this is where the Knicks... We're down six. They actually had a chance to tie things up, but Jalen Brunson, who played a standout game, little flip pass he tried to get in the paint to Randall, uh, was a poor pass by Brunson, and so they had to foul. They were down two at the time. Then they're down four. Then they miss a wide-open three in the corner by Grimes, so they foul, and then they're down six. And then Brunson has the ball, and he's coming down the right wing, and he can stop and shoot an uncontested three. Again, it's 96-90 at the time. He doesn't. He takes it in, lays it up and in with 6.9 seconds to go in the game. And then the Knicks don't foul. 96-92 is how it ends up. So for people that maybe laid four and a half, five, five and a half, depending when you played it, probably some frustrated people. But if you played Miami on the money line or you had them in the series, they do take care of business. The late game, the Lake show at home in L.A., and uh, Jamichael Green, not Draymond, but Jamichael Green, uh, you know, going to Instagram and getting on LeBron James a little bit, talking about flopping and this and that. But, you know, you leave the king alone. You don't want to uh, mess with the king, especially somebody that, you know, is having trouble even getting in games. Now, he did play a nice game in uh, one of the games up there in San Francisco for Golden State earlier in the series. But you don't want to poke the bear. And the Lakers got out to a 27-10 lead over Golden State. Golden State then cut it to four, 37-33. But the Lakers back up double digits right now, 47-37 to with, let me see, 520 to go in the first half in L.A. So we'll keep an eye on that game. Again, a Golden State loss, and the Warriors are eliminated. The Lakers would go to the Western Conference Finals against the Denver Nuggets. So we know Miami is there. Uh, really solid effort by the Miami Heat. And then we've got... A Game 7 coming up on Sunday, Mother's Day. Mark Hoke's Philadelphia 76ers. 
against the Boston Celtics. Mark Hoke, of course, the uh, host of the Mark Hoke Show, and he does a great job producing KT SportsX Radio. Mark, I know your uh, your Sixers, they drove you crazy last night, but how are you feeling going into Game 7? You're on the road, but you've won two games already in Beantown. Are you feeling confident, or is this uh, – the way you felt, because you called the series at the beginning of the series, you said, ah, KT, I really want to, I want to save Philly, but I'm going to tell you Boston in seven. That was your prediction. And right now, that's looking the way at least the odds makers are leaning, because last I saw Boston, a seven and a half point favorite in game seven. I don't want to be right. <laughs> I know, I, I know, right? right. No. <laughs> oh, I hate those little scruffy leprechauns. Ah! Yeah, but, no, but on, on a serious note, yep. I would have to lean Boston in this game. But, you know, like I said, the Sixers played just a horrible game on on uh, last night. I mean, that was just couldn't hit the broad side of a boat with a, you know, with a bazooka. I mean, it was just bad. But, uh, you know, what are you going to do? Uh, I think they'll I think they're going to come out and be aggressive. I, I can't imagine they're going to miss as many shots as they did that last night. So. You know, I think it's anybody's game. Would I lean Celtics? Yeah, but I, I, I think it's going to go down to the end. Here's the thing. I mean, at the end of the game, in the press conference, and Doc Rivers talking about, you know, the last 357, you know, Joel Embiid didn't touch the ball. You're the head coach. How does he not get that point across to these guys? you got to make sure Embiid touches the ball. And then the other thing I talked about with you last night as we were, uh, you know, going over the loss – Realistically, Embiid's got to, to me, he's got to have, when he's got a big advantage inside the paint, and he can nail those little five, six-footers. He had a couple roll off the rim last night that normally go down, but, I mean, I'll take my chances with him five, six feet away from the basket or in a little bit closer where he's going to be able to get some of the slam dunks. And I I just, you know, when he was shooting or uh, even setting up outside, nobody else really was going to the rack to be there and uh, give them any chance at a second shot opportunity. So if the first shot was missed, they didn't get an opportunity unless unless it was a long rebound that would come out. Now, Boston did a real nice job on the boards. And, you know, the the game five that the Sixers just buried him, I mean, Boston, well, Boston kind of did the same thing. They weren't crashing the boards real hard. I mean, it was a aggressive game, but, you know, they were missing shots right and left, too. And, you know, I think that's why a lot of people felt like Milwaukee had a pretty good chance to run away with this thing. You know, just the Boston and Philly can be both be a little inconsistent at times. So, yeah, it, you know, we'll see. I mean, this is this is a heart game you now tomorrow night. It really is. It's going to that's a game where, you know, whoever comes out and stays aggressive and stays gutsy and, you know, uses their strengths to their best is going to win this game. It, it I you know, I, I don't think there's honestly, I don't think there's a lot of strategy to it. I think it's go out, play to kill, and see what happens. There you go. But I believe it is Sunday. Or Sunday, believe, I'm sorry. Yeah, Sunday. it's going to be Mother's Day. So here's the thing with Philly, you know, going into the game, they lose at home. And so realistically, you know, most people, including myself, thought they got an opportunity. They set it up to where they can win it at home in six games. So they need to close Boston out because they've already beaten them twice at TD Garden. But now they're going back there, and you would figure, you know, Boston feeling good, kept the series alive, won in Philly, backs against the wall. So now they're going home. If they're a little complacent at all or they get a little overconfident because they are back home, they could be, you know, surprised again. I mean, there's no pressure on Philadelphia. To me, Boston is the, is the better seed. That's why they have the home court advantage. 
And, you know, it just depends on the way the game's going. And uh, Joel Embiid, I'm sure, is going to play lights out. He's the MVP, and I'm sure he's going to do what he can to make sure this team wins their third game in Boston and gets a chance to play the Miami Heat. But it is impressive that the Heat are there. Eric Spolster doing an outstanding job. Knicks had their opportunities. Randall, another, you know, inconsistent game. And uh, nobody really shining much outside of Jalen Brunson for the Knicks. He was the only one consistent. But, of course, as it goes in the waning minutes, uh, waning seconds, I should say, he flips a ball uh, that was uncharacteristic of him. He got doubled and uh, just tried to get rid of it without having the ball stripped as he was double teamed and then flipped it a little bit into traffic and Randall not able to get it. And that pretty much spelled the difference. But the Knicks were fortunate because they were down six. And then there was a foul. And it wasn't an intentional foul, but it was a foul nonetheless. Brunson got hit in the face uh, by Vincent. Gabe Vincent hit him in the face trying to free himself. And so they gave New York two shots and the ball. And that's what helped them close the gap. They were able to get the two free throws and then get another basket. And all of a sudden they're down two when it was six. And uh, they have their opportunity, but they lose in six games. Miami takes care of business. Would have been game seven at Madison Square Garden on Monday, but woulda, shoulda, coulda, it is over. A good run by the Knicks, but nonetheless, they had home court advantage. Should have been able to take care of business. But Jimmy Butler was very, very solid. Even coming back after he rolled that ankle pretty good, missed a game, and uh, did enough. But the supporting cast, and let's remember, they're playing without Tyler Hero. And that's why a lot of folks thought the Knicks would have a good chance to beat the Miami Heat because Tyler Hero was out. But they have really adjusted nicely. And Mark Hoke, I'll tell you, Eric Spolstra. I mean, we remember when he took over for Pat Riley, young gun, and uh, we're thinking, eh, this kid's going to last two years. And now he's still there, even starting to get some gray hair, for the love of God. He's been around there for a while. And I, I get it. that comes with the territory. You can get some of those gray hairs. But Spolster's done a real nice job. I'm very impressed with the young man. And a uh, great run by Miami. Yeah, and people forgetting that, that Miami was just in the NBA Finals a couple of years ago. I mean, it was the pandemic year. But still, you know, this is a team that, you know, has has experience. And that, you know, may have been the difference against a team like the Knicks who don't. You know, I think the same thing. You know, could be going into play in the Boston Philly series. You know, the Sixers, as talented as they are, overall as a group, haven't been in that spot yet. And I, and I, and actually, you know, in the Boston Philly series, I think they're probably both feeling a lot of pressure that, look, we know we've got a real good shot to beat Miami if we can get through this. So I'm sure there's, there's a lot of extra pressure they're putting on themselves in that series. But yeah, in terms of Miami, I don't want to play them. I mean, they, if I remember right, they split with Philly this year. They've been, you know, they haven't been, uh, didn't have a great, great record this year, but they were hanging around all all season long. They're a tough team, great coach, and I, you know, I, I, I can't say they're going to be a favorite against Boston or Philadelphia, but can we be surprised if they make it? No, 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 would not. Uh, tonight, Brunson really got off to a great start. He ends up playing 45 of the 48 minutes. He goes 14 of 22 from the floor, 5 of 10 from downtown, 8 of 9 from the free throw line. He had three assists and four rebounds. He did have three turnovers, but he finished with 41 points. Randall, Julius Randall, 3 of 14, 1 of 7 from three-point range. Did hit eight out of his nine free throws, got 11 rebounds, but nonetheless, they needed more from him. Uh, Barrett, R.J. Barrett, 1 of 10 from the floor. O of three from three-point range, nine of ten from the line. So like Randall, able to knock down his free throws. In fact, the Knicks has a team, 28 of 32 from the charity stripe. You'll take that all day. That's 
but you got to knock down some threes. Just 10 of 35, under 30% there. Uh, 71 shot attempts. That's enough shot attempts. Got to get the ball in the basket. How about uh, Hart off the bench had 11. Uh, uh, Toppin had uh, 7. But Grimes only three points, and he missed a wide-open three, as I mentioned, when they were down four with about 14 seconds to go. And uh, that was it. Miami ends up winning it 96-92. to Very impressive. Uh, Jimmy Butler didn't have a great game from the floor. In fact, he didn't even hit a three-pointer, 0 of 3 from downtown, 7 of 22 from the floor, but 10 of 11 from the charity stripe. Finished with 24 points. Bam Adebayo, very consistent, 9 of 20 from the floor, uh, 5 of 5 from the free-throw line. You'll take that. He had 9 rebounds, had a block, a couple steals, and uh, finishes with 23 points. And then Max Struess, not a great game, 4 of 11. He only had one three-pointer, but it was at a key juncture in the fourth quarter when Miami really needed it as shot clock was running down. And at the top of the key, he was at the top of the circle there, uh, the three-point three land straight on. He was able to knock it down as that shot clock was running down. Uh, Lowry, 11 points, very solid, four of six from the floor, one of two from three-point range. Duncan Robinson, two big three-pointers. And then Caleb Martin, this is the one that irritates me because I had Caleb Martin over eight-and-a-half points and over one-and-a-half three-pointers. He had eight. Uh, he had to get uh, over eight and a half, right? So he had eight. Mark, he's right there. He's uh, shooting a three pointer, and it goes around and out. And if he makes that, he goes over the eight and a half, and he goes over the one and a half threes. They take him out. He never gets back on the floor. He finishes a half point short and a half a three point shot. So sometimes those player props will drive you nuts. But uh, yeah, <laughs> well, I'm yeah. sorry, kid. Yeah, no, that's okay. You know what? It, it comes with the territory. But uh, you know, been doing pretty well. This will be the first losing night I think I've had in the last ten nights. So uh, I'm not going to complain too much. But 96-92, Miami wins it. We're going to take our first break. SportsX Radio. Alex B. Smith. He loves hockey. He's great. Uh, one of the co-hosts of the Ice Guys. He will join us at the top of next hour. Let's update the Vegas Golden Knights real quick because it was 2-1, to one and I have not been paying attention because I've been following everything over here, and it was 2-1, to one and it is... Let me see. I'm just getting the update. It's still 2-1. to 12.55 to go. There's a timeout at the Fortress. And 12.55 to go. 2-1. to one. You can watch that game on TNT. And we'll keep an eye on it. It is a big game. All three goals scored in the first period. Nothing yet in the uh, first seven-plus minutes of the second period. But it is 2-1. to one, And we'll keep an eye on this game throughout the night. Again, the series tied at two. Can the Knights get it done? We hope they can. We take a break. SportsX Radio 101.5 FM. K-Dawn. And, of course, streaming live on the Odyssey app. If you haven't downloaded the app, it's real easy. And you can also go to KDON, uh, you know, KDWN.com if you do that. But it's actually KDON now since transitioning over to Odyssey. It's KDON, so K-D-A-W-N. But if you just put that in there, it'll take you right to the Odyssey site if you're on your computer, and then you can listen from wherever you are. Uh, But the easiest way to do it, really, is downloading the Odyssey app. This way you've got it, not only for SportsX Radio, but also for the Mark Hoke Show. Mark Hoke Show, 8 a.m. to 10 a.m., the best in professional wrestling. Mark's got a great show coming up Sunday morning again. And uh, you miss any part of his show, you can run these things back on Odyssey as well. Mark, I think it's what, uh, like 48 hours, 24 to 48 hours? I think it's 48 hours. If I remember correctly. 48 hours. 
Yep, and the shows stay right up there. So what a great feature. And they've got so many incredible podcasts throughout the country. So please, download the free Odyssey app. You'll be glad you did. We take a break. We come back. You're listening to SportsX Radio. I'm Ken Thompson. Follow the show at KenThompson87, at SportsX Radio, and Mark Hoke Show. You can follow that, and Mark is spelled, or uh, Hoke is spelled H-O-K-E. We are live from Vegas. We'll be right back on a Friday fiasco. All right, a little Steve Miller bringing us back on a Friday fiasco. Sportex Radio rolling at you, two to one. Edmonton continues to lead the Golden Knights. No scoring in the second period. Down to nine oh one left in the second period. In the first period, Connor McDavid on a power play goal got Edmonton up one nothing. Vegas with Jack Eichel getting his sixth of the playoffs, assisted by Alec Martinez and Jonathan Marcheseau, tied things up at one apiece. And then Zach Hyman, another power play goal for Edmonton. So they're two for two on the power play. Vegas Golden Knights have had their opportunities, three power play opportunities, but they have not tallied yet as far as with that man advantage. Two to one. It is uh, Edmonton continuing to lead. Again, this is game five with the series all tied up at two. 18 shots to 16 shots. Edmonton has two more than Vegas, and uh, we're keeping an eye on that game from the Fortress right down the street at T-Mobile. Meanwhile, it was Nick Cousins that got the game winner for Toronto in that uh, win for, I'm sorry, for uh, Florida against Toronto. So Nick Cousins advances the Florida Panthers to the finals of the Eastern Conference against the Carolina Hurricanes, and uh, Alex B. Smith will have an early look at that series. And, of course, uh, Edmonton and Vegas, you're going to have somebody leading three games to two. And then right now in the other Western Conference series, we saw Dallas with a pretty definitive victory last night against the Seattle Kraken. Kraken actually outshot them for the first period and a half, but uh, Dallas was able to take care of business and roll. They'll have game six tomorrow from Seattle. So looking forward to that. I think the Kraken might be able to keep that series alive. We'll see. Uh, They've been a fun team to watch and very unpredictable. And so we'll have that game. And uh, then I believe back in Edmonton on Sunday for the Vegas Golden Knights and the Edmonton Oilers, I'll have all of this with Alex B. Smith at the top of the hour. Let me go and uh, check things out as far as baseball real quick because there's still a few games that are rolling right now as far as on the big league diamonds. And uh, I think you'll probably recognize the bumper music in the next segment. But I do want to update Lakers up by 10 at the half, 56-46. That total dropped a lot from 224.5 down to 218. And it made sense because Alan Wiggins, uh, he, Wiggins was actually, he, he was hurting uh, as far as the oblique. So didn't even know how much he would play tonight. Started out very sluggish in the first quarter. Had four points last I saw, uh, but that was middle of the second quarter. So I'll check on the box score a little bit. But Golden State only 46 points in the first 24 minutes. Uh, Remember, they got down 27 to 10. Can they get back in this game? We'll wait and see right now. They are trailing 56-46. Lakers closing as a a three-and-a-half point favorite at home as uh, they got a lot of money over the last, say, uh, 24 hours. Total was 217. That dropped big time from the opening number that came out at 224.5, and and the Lakers a a 1.5-point favorite. So, again, the Lakers closing 3.5 and and 217 
You saw that first game with the Knicks and the Miami Heat. That stayed well under the total as well. Total was 205. Game finished at 188, 96-92. And the Knicks do get the cover of the closing number, 6.5. And And even uh, at the Westgate, it opened at 5. So uh, they cover all numbers, the Knicks do, with that late Jalen Brunson layup. He finished with 41 points leading the way. Still 2-1. to one. They go under the 8-minute mark with Vegas and Edmonton as we watch that game uh, right there. Again, you can pick that one up on TNT if you are home. If you're not, well, I'll keep you updated on the game. On the Diamonds right now, bottom six from Arizona. San Francisco jumped on Arizona early, and uh, this game was 3-3. Three to three. Now it's 4-4, to four, and that total of 10 looking like uh, it's got a good shot to get over. It's going to end on at least nine. So if both teams get one run, you're going to be able to get that game up and over the total of 10. That was uh, Brebbia and Nelson uh, starting that game for San Francisco and the Diamondbacks, respectively. 4-4, bottom six. Meanwhile, top six from Chavez Ravine, Dustin May, both uh, Wayne Krivsky and myself liked Dustin May last night on the overnights. And he's pitching a gem right now against Blake Snell. And Snell has pitched better of late. He really got out of the gate slowly. He's pitched much better of late. Uh, not getting any run support. Didn't get any run support in his last game. Not getting any tonight so far. It's top six at Dodger Stadium. Dodgers lead it by a score of two to nothing. May actually uh, was a lot higher yesterday. It was uh, minus 145. Closed at one. 38 down to as low as 126 in some places. So a lot of money came on Blake Snell tonight. And right now, Dodgers do lead it 2 to nothing Again, top six from L.A. American League, Houston and the White Sox, that is top five. And that is France and Kopech. Both guys pitching pretty well. That total, eight and a half, I thought may have a good shot to get over. But that game is tied at one in the top of the fifth on the south side. Chicago Bill hoping his pal host can pull one out. And Texas struggling again with Oakland. But now leading the A's, they trailed this one early, but now leading 5-4, to four, bottom six from Oakland. So we'll keep an eye on that one as well. Everything else is final in the big leagues. Let me throw those scores at you. Cincinnati rallied. They trailed 4-2, to two, but came back and got a win 7-4 to four against Miami. So I hit the Reds, got that done. But I did lose on the Washington Nationals. They led my Mets by a score of 2 to nothing, And then uh, Lindor got a three-run single. I didn't see it, but it was a three-run single. Uh, So he must have hit it somewhere in the gap and ended up on first, but the Mets scored three runs with two outs. I believe that was the top of the seventh, and uh, may have been the eighth, seventh or eighth, but the Mets end up winning the game by a score of three to two. Philadelphia, they came up big as well with two outs in a game that was tied, uh, and they end up winning the game six to three. It was three three, and they had first and second, I believe, or or men on first with uh, two outs, but they got a big hit, and they end up. Uh, pushing two more across in that eighth inning, and Philly beats Colorado by a score of six to three. That stays under the total of eleven, and uh, loser there because we both like Gomber against Taiwan Walker. So Philly does get the win in that one. Meanwhile, in the American League, Seattle jumped up early on Detroit with six nothing out of the gate. They cruise nine to two behind Marco Gonzalez. That does get over the total of eight and a half. Gonzalez minus one eighteen. Nice little payout there. Five six. All right, the Golden Knights, uh, five on three for a minute 16, as Mark Hoke lets me know. So this is key right now. They've got a – you get a five on three advantage, you better score, especially on your home ice and uh, for a minute 16. Sometimes you have that two-man advantage, and it might only be for a few seconds, but you've got a full minute 16, and uh, hopefully they're going to be able to get one past Skinner right here. Uh, 6.27 left to go in the second period at T-Mobile, and it is 2-1, to one, and the Knights have it with that two-man advantage. Uh, you want to get shots up, but you don't want to, uh, you don't want to have to, uh, you know, turn, 
And there, there you go. That is big time. And so the Golden Knights have evened things up at two apiece. It is just great to see this team uh, come up big. And now they're still going to have a man advantage. As uh, let me see, I, I'm just trying to watch it right here. Yeah, it Mark, was a you're, you're, it was a dumb penalty too. Uh, Michael was just skating behind somebody, one of the Oilers, and the Oiler put his stick up and caught him in the face in open ice. It was a dumb, dumb penalty. To yeah, send Mark, it five on three. So five on and, three, uh, and Mark Stone. Mark Stone gets Stoney the goal. Yeah, that's big time. Stone getting the equalizer. So with five fifty-five to go, two to two. So Vegas still has a power play now for a minute twenty-eight. See if they can't capitalize and get the lead in this game. But worked it well, and you got to do that. It's a it's a momentum breaker if uh, you have the two man advantage, especially on your home ice, and you're not able to score. And real nice pass down low, and then Stone just went right out in front of Skinner, spun around, and just put it right through the five hole. And uh, Vegas has tied things up. It is two to two. That total was seven, by the way. Great chance for this game to go up and over the total, or at least push the total. Both teams just need to get to three, and then you're guaranteed no worse than a push as far as the over. Uh, back to the baseball real quick. Let me finish those scores up. Yankees in Tampa Bay. This one went back and forth, and Garrett Cole, of course, was on the hill. And uh, Tampa Bay you know, kept getting the lead back from the Yankees, and the Yankees had the lead. Then Tampa Bay came up big uh, when the Yankees were leading 4-2 to to take a 5-4 lead, but the Yankees battled back. Rizzo had two home runs in the game, and the Bronx Bombers win it by a score of 6-5. to five. So that'll make my buddy Mike Scalliott a happy camper because he's always saying, KT, you're always getting on my Yankees. Rick Esposito, another one of my buddies. KT, come on, man, say something nice about the pinstripers. Well, they win. Every time it seems Garrett Cole goes out, they end up winning. Oh, goal. Whether he's a, there you go. Wow. Yeah, I there think Smith go. scored it, I think. All right. And Riley Smith, uh, one of my faves. And, of course, he's the captain with the Vegas Golden Knights as far as in the celebrity softball tournament when they play the Raiders. And what a neat guy. I got to uh, get a picture with him last year on the field and hang out. Mark, you're going to have to go. I'm going to get you a press pass for that. Uh, just a good time. Hopefully, you know, we'll, be, we'll both be able to go. But that is big time, and it is Riley Smith. That is so cool as I see the replay there. 5.26 to go. So uh, 5.55, oh, was, they tie it. That was yeah. tough, too. Did you see it? Um, pass, pass was going, uh, going across and went off one of the Edmonton skaters' stick and right to the front of the net, and Smith was standing there and knocked it in. Wow, goofy, goofy sequence there. Yeah, but big time for the Knights. This is a game they need. Now, I have them in the series. I did not play this game. I, I thought about hedging back, and I said, you know what? I'm not going to do it. Yeah, uh, the pass, right, hits the uh, Edmonton defender skate. And uh, I want to say, was was it McDavid? It, uh, boy, hit the skate and then went right to Riley Smith, and he was in right place, right time. That was but two a, goals, that yeah, was two goals in 30 seconds two, pretty much. Yeah, yep, they'll take it. Yep, and so the Oilers now will try and regroup. It is three to two. Vegas leads it. Five twenty-three to go in the second period. T-Mobile. So things changed in a hurry. And Mark, that is huge as far as taking advantage of a two-man advantage. Oh, that was beautiful. And you know they had a really nice rush right after the first goal was scored. And I I thought that was going to go home too. I mean that's you know that's what you do. You you know you get a team in a five-on-three. They're psychologically shaken up a little bit. You get the goal and then go right after it again. And boy, that is. That is huge, huge for the Knights. So yeah, we'll, it is big time. Yeah, I mean, Taking advantage. On you know, the whole series and everything, if they can hold this now, you know, now you get a 3-2 lead in the series and, you know, you can possibly lose that game in Edmonton and be okay. So, yeah, pretty uh, pretty wild there. 
No doubt. 4.45 to go in the second period. Golden Knights 3, Edmonton Oilers 2, 2-2 in the series. Uh, Arizona's just taken a 5-4 lead, bottom six over San Francisco. Update that. Uh, still 2 nothing Dodgers. They bat now in the bottom half of the sixth inning against the San Diego Padres. Houston has taken a 2-1 lead, top five on the south side against the White Sox. Still 5-4, bottom six now, Texas and Oakland. Those are the baseball games still going. Uh, but the Yankees did get a couple home runs from Rizzo, and they win it 6-5. to Meanwhile, the Angels came up big. Trout, uh, I want to say he, he tied things up in the ninth, and they end up winning it 5-4. Uh, to four. Uh, against Cleveland. Cleveland had that lead for a while. Anderson and Logan Allen were the starters, and the Halos will take it. They get the win. They were a plus 122 at the Westgate Superbook, 5-4 to four the final. The total in that game, 8.5. There were a couple nines around town, but pretty much 8.5 shaded to the over. That's what it was at the Westgate Superbook, 8.5 shaded to the over, minus 125. And when we say that again, for you folks that don't know the betting terminology, if we say shaded to the over or the under, we're basically talking about that you're going to lay more money if you play that side. So uh, we always use the $100 unit, and uh, normally you're going to lay $110, $110 to try and win 100 Now, if you win the bet, naturally you get your money back. But when you have uh, one side being pushed enough to where uh, they're going to they're gonna change it, they're going to change the money on it to make the other side get more attention because they're trying to balance their books. At the end of the day, the sports books, they would love it to have 5,000 people bet on, you know, bet a you know, bet $10 on one team and 5,000 people bet $10 on the other team because you're laying $11 to win 10. And if they balance their books like that, they're going to make what's called the juice or the vigorish or the vig. You'll hear us talk about, and that's how the sports books make money. So, uh, you know, there's all different things, terminology, parlays, round robins. We're going to get into all of that stuff as soon as the uh, you know, the playoffs kind of finish up. I'm going to bring in a, a couple guys that are really solid as far as stuff like that. And Andy Isco is somebody that's really good. But uh, guys like Chuck Edel that have been following for a while, Brad Powers is another good one. Alex B. Smith has been doing this for a long time, so he understands. So if I say uh, that the uh, total is 8.5 shaded to the over, minus 130. That means you have to lay $130 to win 100 if you think the game is going to go over the total. So naturally, if it gets that high, you are going to get a plus price if you play under that total. Instead of just getting your normal $100 back, you might get 110 or 115 or 120 back for just betting the $100. So uh, that's taking the, the short oh, side. Another basically. goal. Wow, this Golden Knights team is on a roll right now. And uh, that's three unanswered goals. This has been a big-time period uh, as they get them three goals within, gosh, I want to say within a minute and a half. Three goals within a minute and a half, and and this game has turned on a dime. Two power play goals by Edmonton. They led it 2-1, to one, but Vegas has all three goals here in the second period. This is big time, and they lead it by a score now of 4-2. to two. So the Golden Knights clicking on all cylinders, and uh, Edmonton right now searching for answers. But uh, if you play the over 7 total-wise, trust me, the worst you're going to do is push. And that because you know Edmonton, even if it stayed 4-2 to two all the way until the last two and a half, three minutes, they are going to pull the goalie and give you an opportunity. But I would think that this game has uh, definitely an opportunity to Ooh. have – you know, seven or eight goals. Speaking of pulling the goalie, Skinner is out of the net for Edmonton. Wow. He is out of the net. Jack Campbell is headed in. So the the Knights have chased Edmonton's goalie. Woo! There you go. And they're showing some Edmonton fans that uh, right now 
are uh, not too happy over there, taking it all in in Vegas. They support their team. All the Canadian teams, when uh, the Fortress, they'll pay whatever it costs to see their team. But the Vegas Golden Knight season ticket holders, they're pretty staunch as far as holding on to their tickets. You're not going to see a ton of fans from the other side. Uh, again, this isn't a true expansion team. This is, you know, a team that came in, you know, 2017. And, and uh, Skinner, yes, yeah, Skinner is pulled. And Campbell comes in. Just a, a tough second period there for Skinner. Uh, but right now, uh, Chase and uh, everybody there uh, for the Golden Knights, they're enjoying this with 4.26 to go. Golden Knights now have outshot Edmonton 23-18. to 18. Remember, it was 18-16, to 16, so the last seven shots on goal, all by Vegas, three of them getting past Skinner. And the Golden Knights now lead it by a score of 4-2. to two. Uh, Real quick before, you know what? We're going to take our final break. I didn't even realize, but we're That's paying attention call. to the hockey game. We'll take our final break. We'll come back. We'll get you caught up on the baseball. I think you'll recognize the tune when we come back. Live from Vegas, SportsX Radio, PSBR Law Studios. Ken Thompson, producer Mark Hoke, Alex B. Smith coming up top of the hour. Live from the PSBR Law Studios in Las Vegas, 101.5 FM. K-Dawn, streaming live on that Odyssey app. I am Ken Thompson. I'll be right back. Something magic happens Every time you go You make the magic happen The magic of Orioles baseball When the game is close And the yokes are hot There's a thundering roar from 34 To give it all they've got And you never know Who's going to hear the call? Every game does a different star. That's the magic of Boreal Baseball. Boreal's magic, feel it happen. Boreal's magic, feel it happen. O-R-I-O-L-E-S. Magic, 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 magic. Ah, yes, the magic continues. My producer, Mark Hoke, a happy camper. Orioles go 12 games over 500, 25 and 13 now. They are 12 and 5 at Camden Yards, a 6 to 3 victory. They double up on the Pirates. Trailed this game 1 nothing, tied it at a at one apiece. Uh Cedric Mullins actually hit for the cycle in this game. Uh Pittsburgh took the lead back in the top of the 7th, 2 to 1, but the O's came up with two in the bottom of the 7th, added three more in the 8th to go up 6-2. Bucko's got one back in the ninth, 6-3 the final, and the Orioles will take it. Uh again, Mullins 4 for 5, scored two runs, three RBIs, had the home run but hit for the cycle. That is impressive. Rushman also a uh, pretty good night at the plate. And uh, this Orioles team, they just find ways to get it done. Bradish pitched pretty well, six innings, only gave up three hits and one run, struck out six, walked one. And uh, the Orioles, they just continue to play good, solid baseball, 25-13. They pick up a game on the first place, Tampa Bay Rays. It was one night that uh, Mark Hoke would root for the Yankees because, of course, the uh, Yankees in the AL East, but well behind the Tampa Bay Rays in last place. But the Yankees still right in the thick of things as all five teams over 500, and it's going to be a fun AL East. I mean, this is going to be a division worth watching all season long. So uh, Oriole music, magic music continues to play. Mark Hoke, I know you're a happy camper. I had to sweat it out a little bit against those Pirates, but all of a sudden, Pirates have dropped, uh, I think it's either 11 of 12 or 12 of 13. Just uh, miserable. Well, they're coming back to reality, Ken. I think everybody was really shocked that they managed to get off to that hot start, and there's a reason why they're still not a, a great team. They're going to maybe, you know, maybe third place. I don't know. 
depends how – I mean, the Reds are starting to close the gap out there a little bit too. So, I don't know. But, uh, yeah, Pittsburgh's coming back to earth. And, boy, that, that NL Central is starting to look kind of yeah too. I mean, two, yeah. two bad divisions in the Central. Bad baseball Open. in the Midwest. Yep, hoping uh, the first-place team at least finishes over 500, man. Always drives you nuts. In football, when you start seeing a division, you're like, God, please, can you at least just get to 500 or a game over 500 in the NFL? You know, Major League Baseball, just please, nobody finish under 500 and win a division. It could happen, though, because you see how top-heavy the AL East is. Uh, the West, you can see, you know, it's it's decent. It's competitive, and you have three teams, Texas, playing much better, but the Oakland A's are just you know, fodder for everybody pretty much. Uh, so, you know, and a lot of those teams there are going to be able to take big advantage, including the Houston Astros, the Seattle Mariners, and, of course, the Angels So, and the Texas Rangers. All four of them will be able to feast on Oakland pretty much all season long. That's why I don't – I'm not – it won't shock me if this Oakland A's team doesn't win more than 40 games. Yeah, and and I, I mean, the one the one thing this year, though, is they are playing less divisional games that they, you know, they did last year. So – you know, they won't get to beat up on beat up on Oakland quite as much as they would have last year. But that that's going to be an intriguing division, Ken, because you you wonder if you can get a wild card out of there, and you, know, you kind of would imagine Cleveland's going to get it together too. So this will be pretty pretty intriguing to see who the wild cards are going to be. I mean, right now it sure looks like the AL East has got a pretty good shot to take all three, but uh, who knows? We'll find out. All right, uh, second period ends, but Edmonton will be on a major power play uh, when we start the second period. As I didn't see what happened, but it looked like a major penalty to Vegas. Uh, it's 4-2, to two, Golden Knights lead it after two, but I looked up and it looked like there was still better than four minutes to go on a power play. So it must be a major power play for Edmonton. So they'll be able to uh, try and cut into this lead when we start the third period at T-Mobile. Golden Knights lead it by a score of 4-2, to two, so we'll keep an eye there. Meanwhile, the Lakers, they're blowing out Golden State. Now it's still 6.20 to go in the third quarter, and they did have a big 17-point lead early in the game, but Golden State came back, cut it to 4, and trailed by 10 at half. It's back to 17. In fact, it's up to 18 now. It's 76-58. to 58. Lakers leading Golden State, 6.20 to go in the third quarter from Los Angeles. 20-12, to 12, Lakers have outscored the Warriors to start the third quarter. So, uh, I mean, Steph Curry's doing his job. He's got 20 points, but nobody else in double digits outside of DiVincenzo off the bench. DiVincenzo, 4 of 7, 2 of 3 from downtown. The Villanova kid contributing mightily. He hasn't scored double digits in any of the games. I don't think in the in the uh, postseason yet for the Warriors, but he came to play tonight. Uh, only six points for Green and Wiggins. I did play Wiggins under his game total of 16.5 just because of that oblique uh, injury, and they weren't sure how, how well he'd be able to go. So uh, we'll get caught up on all this stuff, but we'll get a, a take on all the hockey. Alex B. Smith will be joining me in about four or five minutes from now, hour number one about in the books. So the Orioles do it again, a little magic time. Uh, the get to uh, finish up the baseball scores as well when we come back on SportsX Radio when we start hour number two. Uh, don't forget, archives will be up by 11 o'clock Pacific time. And if you follow at SportsX Radio and at Ken Thompson 87, they'll be pinned right there on those tw- Twitter handles. So uh, archives will be there with no commercials. SportsX Radio, one hour in the books, one hour to go. Alex B. Smith going to join me. We're going to talk some puck, but he's good on the baseball as well, as well as the uh, basketball. So we'll get into all the playoffs and all that good stuff 
live from Vegas. PSBR Law Studios is where we are at. It is a Friday fiasco. Ken Thompson, producer Mark Hoke, 101.5 FM Dawn, streaming live on that Odyssey app. Coming right back, folks. Keep it right here. Golden Knights looking good. Up 4-2. After 2, they'll have to weather the storm on a penalty they're going to have to kill off to start the third period. Live from Vegas, we'll be right back. Welcome back from halftime. It's just after 9 o'clock in the big city. Time to continue America's favorite Las Vegas sports show. Sports X Radio with Ken Thompson. <laughs> yeah. What up? Party's going on. Duh. Going to a party. Sports X Radio with Ken Thompson is brought to you by Hannah Shea Boyle and Rappaputi. Trial lawyers that get results. Visit PSBRLaw.com. Steiner's Pub, a true Nevada-style pub with three locations. One on Cheyenne, one on Buffalo, and one on the south end of the Strip. Steiner's Pub. We love this place. Preventative Diagnostic Center. Book your non-invasive scan to day for peace of mind visit pdcenterlv.com rob ritchie farmers insurance 702-335-5744 702-335-5744 laborers union 872 the builders of allegiant stadium and the las vegas ballpark home of the aviators promodirect.com use k-10 for a 10% discount on your promotion items order. Promodirect.com and by William Hill Racing Sportsbook, America's leading racing sportsbook. Visit WilliamHill.us. So get ready because Sports X Radio with Ken Thompson starts now. All right, we keep things rolling here on a Friday fiasco. KT Live, PSBR Law Studios in Las Vegas. PSBR Law, the best in personal injury for a long time in SoCal. Fourth year here in the Vegas Valley. 830-9353 is the number. 830-9353. You got the 702 area code down. 830-9353. Strength by your side. The relentless pursuit of justice. Panache, Boyle, Rabaputi, PSBR Law in Las Vegas. Third period about to start in a little bit. Vegas Golden Knights up 4-2. to two. Edmonton Oilers will be on a power play. Alex B. Smith will be with me in just a minute. Let me just update what's going on, get you caught up. Uh, Padres just tied the Dodgers, getting two runs in the top of the seventh. They go to the bottom of the seventh. That game now all tied at two. Texas bats top eight against Oakland. They have second and third with one out, leading 5-4. to four. Bottom seven, Arizona still batting. In fact, they are out right now, but they lead the Giants now 7-4 to four after 7 in Arizona. And the Astros have opened it up on the south side, lead the White Sox 4-1. to one. Alex B., like Chicago Bill, a big White Sox supporter, but 13-26. and 26. My goodness, that Pale Host team really having trouble this season. Everything else is final in the big leagues. Gave you those scores earlier. The uh, Lakers looking like they're going to put away the Warriors. Now, there's still time for Golden State, but it is 81-63 to with 3.33 to go in the third quarter. 25-17, to the Lakers have outscored Golden State after leading by 10 at intermission. Looked like the Warriors were getting back into it. Again, trailed 27-10 to out of the gate, cut it to 37-33. Curry with 22 points. Got 13 now from DiVincenzo. 
but nobody else in double double uh, figures. You've got Clay Thompson, three of fifteen from the floor, two of ten from three point range. That will not work. Wiggins. He's two of seven, zero oh of three from downtown. Draymond Green has six points. He's got eight boards and three assists, but he's got four personal fouls. You also have four fouls now on DiVincenzo and Poole. Jordan Poole has been just non-existent in a bunch of these games so far for the Warriors. 83-65 now, 2.59 to go, an 18-point lead for the Lakers. Will it be the end of the defending champions? Right now it's looking that way, but it is the NBA and uh, 83.67, as I say that. So they go down to 2.30. We'll keep an eye on this one, see if Golden State can cut into it. Last night, we waited to see if Phoenix could cut into that Denver lead, but had no chance, didn't have DeAndre Ayton. Already were without Chris Paul, but uh, they went away quietly like they did last year, losing to Dallas, and the Suns are gone. So Denver awaiting the winner of this series, and it could be Denver and the Lakers. We already know that Miami is there in the Eastern Conference Finals, and it'll get the winner of Boston and Philadelphia. TD Garden awaits Game 7 on Mother's Day with the Celtics 7.5-point favorites against the Philadelphia 76ers. Get into all of that stuff in a little bit, and we're going to talk some puck right now. Vegas Golden Knights, again, up 4-2. to two. Before I do, just want to duck in one more thing before I bring on Alex B., the Preventative Diagnostic Center. And Wayne Krivsky was in the studio. Wayne paid for... Uh, five consecutive scans. Uh, you know, he's in his uh, mid-60s, so demographically, if you fall between the age of 40 and 72, you're pretty privy to know that the Preventative Diagnostic Center right there in your backyard here in the Vegas Valley, well, we're one of uh, only three places in the United States that have a scanner with this capability. And it's the only one here in this region. It gives you early detection before signs and symptoms of more than two dozen ailments like heart disease and lung disease. It is the Preventative Diagnostic Center. Dr. John Pierce and his crew do an outstanding job. And they uh, they help you find out information that you may not otherwise know and that can help prolong your life. In fact, a couple of the gentlemen that work there, uh, they are cancer survivors. And the PD Center let them know that they had a blood disorder and uh, there was something wrong, and they found out that they both had cancer and they both uh, got to it early enough in early stages and were able to combat it and are both uh, in remission and and doing well. And and Mike, who's from Chicago, is uh, someone there that helps run the office there for Dr. John Pierce. But it it is an outstanding setup. You've got to get over there and check things out. You can call now. You know the 702 for Vegas, but call now. You can leave a message, 534-7900, 534-7900. 534-7900. Leave a message. They'll get back to you, set, set you up that free educational consultation. When they call you, let them know Ken Thompson SportsX Radio sent you. Comfortable scan takes a few minutes. A few days later, you get a detailed report from a board-certified radiologist. They have a heart CT scan and calcium score. I rave about it. You know, I've sent a bunch of people that have, in fact, my brother-in-law just went in. He wanted to find out how his heart was doing. He's about, uh, I think, 52. And uh, Nate went in there, and and, uh, he'll get his results back in the next couple days. But a heart CT scan and calcium score special, it's a $600 value. You can go for $125. And your significant other is absolutely free. So the two of you can get your heart checked out for a total of $125. Doesn't get better than that. Early detection is key. Get peace of mind. Take charge of your health. You can check the scanner out. Some other questions are answered as well on the website, pdcenterlv.com. pdcenterlv.com. Again, early detection is key. Get peace of mind. Take charge of your health. The Preventive Diagnostic Center, 534 7900. 8870. Lakers lead it, 109 to go, 88-72 now. 
Uh, Alex B., before we get into hockey, my goodness, uh, Lakers taking care of business in a big way and uh, looking like that could be it for the defending champions. I, I think Golden State may get one more run in there, but uh, now down 19-91-72. The Lakers came to play tonight. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is a Laker team that's been dominant at home uh, this postseason against a Golden State team where their Achilles heel all year has been uh, on the road. And you could just tell that momentum swing when the Lakers hit that buzzer beater. Uh, they headed back in the locker room at halftime. It just seemed like everything was just riding their way, and the momentum has uh, clearly kept up in the second half. And I will say this. The kid that really uh, you know, impressed a lot of folks in that last game that was in L.A. was Lonnie Walker the fourth. And a lot of people have no idea who is this kid, right? He came on, had that big fourth quarter, LeBron James trusting the kid, saying, hey, you may get an opportunity, wait your turn. Tonight he's got 13 points in 13 minutes, including three of five from downtown. I mean, you'll take it from a kid off the bench, 13 points. That's a point a minute, man. You'll take that big time. LeBron has 25, seven rebounds, seven assists, leading the way, only one turnover. Anthony Davis, only 15 points, but he's got 17 boards, three assists, two steals, a block, and no turnovers. I mean, those are key stat lines right there. Uh, Reeves, 18 points, already over his total uh, on the prop that was put up. I think it was 14.5 for tonight. And uh, D'Angelo Russell has 15. His prop number, I think, was 15.5. So you need one more point. Right now he's got 15. So you've got five double-digit scorers. Meanwhile, it's just top-heavy for Golden State. Steph's got 26, but Clay Thompson has not answered the bell. Three of 15 from the floor, two of ten from downtown, struggling mightily. Uh, Green's got nine. Uh, Draymond Green's got nine. Wiggins has six. Thirteen for DiVincenzo. You'll take that all day because he hasn't done anything. But Jordan Poole's been a major disappointment. Only has four points. And uh, right now, Golden State up against it. Now they did close strong. They were down nineteen. They've cut it to fourteen at the end of the third quarter. They got the last five points, but ninety-one seventy-seven. Lakers lead Golden State, and uh, that's one sixty-eight. And because Golden State's down what they are, they're going to have to try an up-tempo, and they're going to be shooting a lot of threes. If they're able to connect, this game still has a good chance to go over the total. The first game went under, and this one I could have seen going under, especially after a very low-scoring second quarter, 25-20 Lakers. But uh, because the Lakers have opened it up, I would think that Golden State's going to press the issue with one quarter to go, potentially in the season for the defending champions. Yeah, absolutely. And like you said, that that's usually the – uh, a testament where you'll see uh, a team, you know, playing well and getting balanced. Uh, we talk about it in hockey all the time, but it's no different in the NBA playoffs as well. You can get guys off the bench contributing and putting up those double-digit points along with your top stars. Uh, that's a tough combination to beat. There you go. Now Jalen Brunson, very solid for the Knicks, but not a lot of help tonight. Randall had 15, but again, 3 of 14 from the floor, and R.J. Barrett, 1 of 10. So between Randall and Barrett, they were 4 of 24 from the floor, including 1 of 10 from behind the arc. That will not help out Jalen Brunson, who had a standout game uh, You know, with 41 points leading the way. You got 11 from hard off the bench, 7 from Toppin, but... You know, that was it. You didn't get anything from Robinson. He only had two points. Now, he did have 11 boards. You got three points from Grimes. I know they were without quickly. That hurt him in the series. But at the end of the day, you know, congratulations to Miami because, you know, nobody was feeling sorry for them when they lost Tyler Hero 
and uh, they really put it together. And Eric Spolster, what an outstanding job. Uh, Butler, 24 tonight out of bio, had 23 and nine boards. He had 14 from Struess, including the uh, one three-pointer he did make at a very key juncture in the fourth quarter. Lowry had 11. He's been very consistent off the bench. You have Caleb Martin and uh, Duncan Robinson as well. They're contributors. And Kevin Love doesn't do a ton, but he's the elder statesman. Tonight, he only took one shot, 16 minutes. It was a three-pointer, and he nailed it. So uh, just a very opportunistic Miami Heat team, a team that finished seven, had to play in that 7-8 playing game. They lost it, so they had to win two straight to get in there. They do so, and uh, what a run. I mean, take out Milwaukee and uh, now take out the Knicks. So they will be awaiting Boston and Philly. What's your take on that game seven? Because Philly has won twice already in Boston. They were trying to wrap things up in the city of brotherly love last night, couldn't get it done. They go to Beantown. Any chance they win for the, for the third time there in Boston? I mean that's 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 a tough ask. I, I'm really not sure. It's one of those games. You know, game sevens in the NBA. I tend to kind of even stay away from sides. Try to look at the under uh, in that one. I think that could be one of those just kind of classic, kind of low and slow games. So uh, in a tight spot like that, I'm really torn. Honestly, it's going to be a fun one to watch, but I'm I'm not sure who is going to take that seventh game. There you go. Meanwhile, four to two, Lakers have got. I mean, uh, the Dodgers have gotten the lead back at Dodger Stadium. Padres tied it in the top of the seventh. Dodgers already with two, and in the bottom of the seventh, four to two, Dodgers leading the Padres. That total was nine, so we'll keep an eye on that as well. Four to two, Vegas leads Edmonton. About to start the third period there at T-Mobile, and Florida eliminates Toronto in overtime. Uh, three to two, the final in that one, and just. Uh, it, the woes continue for Maple Leaf fans. How tough is it, Alex B., I mean, to be a Maple Leafs fan? I got a good buddy, Cam Gore, just, you know, grew up there in the Ontario area and played hockey his whole life. But, you know, he talks about it, how frustrating it is. And uh, we remember several years in a row they'd lose to the Boston Bruins. And uh, then, you know, saw the Bruins with the best record of all times in the NHL in the regular season bow out in the first round. There's Florida, the President's Trophy winner with the best record most points last year, who got knocked out in the second round, and they come to play. They come back from three games to one down against Boston, beat them three straight, and then take all three games in Toronto and win that series in five, four games to one. Yeah, it, it's amazing. I mean, if, you know, it's about getting hot at the right time uh, with, with the NHL playoffs, and that's what Florida has done. And, and they, had, you know, came into this series against Toronto with all the confidence in the world, right? You know, beating the best team uh, in NHL regular season history, uh, coming back from that three-one deficit, and you know, Toronto. You know, you felt kind of like, okay, maybe there's a bit of a letdown early because they finally got out of the first round for the first time in 20 years. Uh, but just didn't expect them to just completely collapse. Austin Matthews was a complete no-show the entire series. Uh, as my buddy Ian Cameron would say on the ice, guys couldn't find him with a telescope out there on the ice, and, and, and that's that's unacceptable. Those core four players have to be your top guys stepping up in big moments, and they just could not do that. And, uh, you know, props to Florida Panthers, especially Sergey Bobrovsky, uh, stepping up tonight, making, uh, you know, 51 saves. Uh, a guy who seemed like, oh, you know, his days in Florida were going to be numbered, and he was the backup at the beginning of the playoffs. Now he's taking over the reins, and uh, here's a, a Panthers team just four wins now away from the Stanley Cup Finals appearance. All right, so the third period is underway, and uh, a little over a minute and a half in now. Edmonton's still about three minutes to go on a power play, trailing four to two. This is a major power play. A uh, few seconds there at the end of the second period, but, you know, to start the third period, how important is it that Edmonton gets a goal back here? Oh, it's massive. And, I mean, you know, Edmonton, their most dangerous unit is their power play, of course. So to cash in here would be monumental, cut that lead in half, 
and uh, and put some more pressure on Vegas. But uh, you know the Golden Knights have answered the bell, played very well in that second period. Uh, but like I said, that Kolasar, you know, the game is kind of you know I only got short, but like I said, leading to this major power play, this is a huge opportunity here for the Oilers. And Alex B. Smith, of course, a co-host on the Ice Guys. I know you guys have had a lot to talk about. And when Brassois went down, uh, goaltender for the Golden Knights, you know, Hill went in there and did an outstanding job there in Edmonton in Game 3, and they were able to take care of business in a big way. Edmonton gets the shutout in Game 4, and we're all even two games apiece. You come back here tonight, Edmonton gets the McDavid power play goal to open up the scoring. Vegas comes right back less than a minute later to tie things up, and then another power play goal by Edmonton. So two of two on the power play in that first period. They had a 2-1 lead, and then a two-man advantage for Vegas. They're able to get two goals there and followed up with another goal later on in the period. Actually, three goals within a minute 29, and Vegas with that 4-2 lead and uh, a little over two minutes to go or a little over two minutes into the third period and Edmonton still on the power play and they did just get a goal now so it's four to three so that that was that was the one that we talked about they they had to get it done and uh, they're able to do so and uh, that's that's just big time we talked about the Golden Knights having to get at least a goal with the two-man advantage they were able to get two goals and now the total of seven has already pushed I could only look over. I mean, I when you when you break it down, Alex B, you see a seven, it's intimidating, you want to play under, but then you say, wait, Edmonton, Vegas, especially in Vegas, both these offenses are good enough to score three goals apiece. Yeah, absolutely. And then when you look at the fact too of uh, you know, the defensemen missing for both ends, you know, you got Nurse out of this game for Edmonton, Petrangelo out for Vegas, so uh, two key defensemen, and, and the fact that this has been a high-scoring series already, yeah, the only thing you could look at would be the over, and if you had a six-and-a-half, uh, you've already cashed on free. There you go. So four to three, 17-20 to go, third period. And that was a major penalty, so uh, Vegas still shorthanded mm-hmm. uh, for, what, about another almost two minutes. So we'll see if Edmonton can indeed get an equalizer here as they remain on the power play. This game... I just had a feeling, I mean, whoever wins this game, and I know it's, you know, it's not uh, a rocket science there, but, you know, a lot of times whoever does win game five when the series is tied at two games apiece is going to have that major advantage. They're only going to have to win one of the last two games. Uh, Your take as far as this game, how pivotal is it? I think especially for Vegas, they've got to win this game. Yeah, I think I think probably either team, whoever wins tonight, wins the series. Uh, I said that earlier, and 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 that's just truly how I feel. Like I said, it, it's not rocket science to say that because that's usually the case, especially when you look at it from Edmonton's point of view to you know be able to win on the road and then come home with a chance to clinch. That's always a, a strong side. So yeah, uh, Vegas is definitely gonna have to try to kill off the rest of this uh, power play and hold tight and try to add to this lead. They can't uh, sit back and rest against this Edmonton team because they'll be pressing uh, the entire rest of the way in this period. There you go. In Edmonton, all three of their goals tonight, all power play goals. McDavid gets his second, his seventh of the playoffs uh, from Bouchard. Bouchard's 13th assist in the uh, postseason. Very, very impressive uh, game by Edmonton on the power play. They are dynamite with the man advantage throughout the playoffs so far. Yeah, absolutely. And, and like I said, you know, as, as I'm looking now, they've killed the penalty also. It's a big kill for Vegas. But, yeah, when you have this much talent, uh, you know, you expect to kind of do well with the power play, but you know, there's a lot of teams over the years that have had a lot of talented players that just couldn't gel together. We talked about it with the New York Rangers, all the talent they had, and, and that power play kind of fell through at times in, in their playoff series. So, for Edmonton to do what they're doing right now and, and have this historic, uh, these historic numbers on the power play, it's just incredible to watch. All right, uh, before we go to break, let's uh, 
let's just call it what it is. It's another disappointing year for the Maple Leafs. Uh, they tease their fans by getting that game in Florida to send it back to Ontario. And there was a very controversial time when they were down they were down two nothing, but they made it two to one and then it looked like for all intents and purposes they had tied things up. And the uh the puck was pinned under the uh the goalie's pad and I guess the whistle had blown. So uh when he lifts up his pad then to, you know, dislodge you know, get the get the puck out, uh it was probably, you know, right there on the line, the goal line, but not completely across the line. Uh it did it does end up going completely across the line as the as the goaltender is getting up they went to the replay and they kind of you know did the uh their due diligence there saying that the play had already been whistled dead by the time uh the puck had crossed the goal line and therefore it was null and void and the game remained at two to one Toronto does end up tying things up and getting it into overtime eventually but had that goal uh count it who knows uh how that would have changed the game yeah, yeah, and, and I mean, you could you could obviously pinpoint that to be a, a big turning point uh, in the series. Obviously, anytime you have a goal disallowed or or, or reviewed or challenged, that that's a big uh, big moment. But the fact that they were able to still score and tie the game up, go into overtime, uh, and also you know uh, get past another questionable call on, on a, a icing call that happened in OT as well, those weren't the things that beat you. This was this was a clean game for the most part, and, and Florida was just a better team. Uh, like I said, the, the, you know, the key players for Toronto did not step up once again, and uh, you can't just solely blame this on, on one call that was you know, super close or super questionable. They spent nine minutes to look at it, and I think they got the call right. You could see the puck was clearly stuck between the skate and the pad of Bobrovsky, and the referee did the right thing. He lost sight of it. He blew the, the play dead, and uh, it's just an unfortunate break, but that's not the sole reason why Toronto lost the series. Alex B., hockey playoffs. I know they're all best of seven. Is it the sport, out of all sports, when you get to the postseason, that basically you just have to get there to have an opportunity? Because we look at the home ice advantage. It's not. It's been null and void. In fact, uh, the road teams have done better. I, I know it's closed. The gap closed a little bit. But the road teams still have done much better in the, uh, in the postseason here. Uh, than any other sport that you know that you'll see, uh, including basketball and and baseball, but uh, absolutely unbelievable how the road teams have been able to come through. And then you look at you know teams like the Boston Bruins already out, the Colorado Avalanche already out. I mean, the cream doesn't always rise to the top from what we saw in the first eighty-two games. No, absolutely. Like I said, I got home ice means very little to nothing nowadays, and, and that wasn't always the case. Like I said, things have changed now where, you know, uh, like I said, once you're in the playoffs, you have as uh, wide open of a chance as anybody. Uh, all 16 teams have a legitimate fight and a legitimate shot, and, you know, you see some of those upsets in the first round, and then anything can go. I mean, just look at, like I said, with the Florida Panthers right now, no one expected them to be uh, in the Eastern Conference Final going up against Carolina. No one expected Seattle to be, uh, you know, at least, you know, fighting for their lives, but they're still, you know, making it in the second round. So that's the thing. Anything can happen, even though you you expect to see some of those big teams, top teams throughout the season reign supreme, you can have upsets galore in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Alex B., I'll uh, also get back to uh, the hockey in a little bit, but the Lakers now up 98-80. to 80. If the Lakers somehow went on to win the NBA title, would that solidify LeBron's legacy as potentially being right up there as one of the best players of all time? I mean, we know he's one of the best players of all time. His, uh, his claim to be the best player of all time, would it give more credence there? 
Well, I don't know if he would be the best player of all time, but he would still, like I said, his legacy would just be further cemented where it already is. Uh, he's a tremendous talent, and, and to be able to essentially lead a team uh, to the finals, uh, you know, at his age and, and with all the injury kind of issues and the load management era that he's gone through in the last couple of years, uh, that it, it would it would just add to the legacy for sure. Yeah, and Jamichael Green wishing that he never said anything on Instagram because right now LeBron James has twenty nine points, seven assists, eight rebounds, has a steal and a block, only two turnovers. Unbelievable, the game that he is having at his age and the condition that he keeps that body in. It's absolutely uh, incredible. The body of a god, no question. 99 to 80, 852 to go in the fourth quarter. This could be it for Steph and uh, Golden State. And, uh, boy, I just wonder what will happen with that team, you know, how much of that team will be back next year. Draymond Green struggling tonight. Uh, Wiggins struggling tonight. Uh, Steph Curry has 26, uh, but nobody else really doing anything. Talked about Clay Thompson. You know, he's now 3 of 18, 2 of 12 from downtown. Steph Curry's only 2 of 10 from three-point range. So, you know, you, you're not going to win when you get Thompson and uh, Curry going 4 for 22 from behind the arc, especially on the road. So I'll be shocked if the Lakers let Golden State back in this game again. Just under nine minutes to go, 99-80. to 80, Lakers up on top. Ken Thompson, uh, along with Alex B. Smith, as we rock and roll here in hour number two and uh, keep things going. Let's go back. Uh, uh, hold on. Mark Hoke, we, we did take that break. Uh, we didn't take the break. Okay, so I'm trying trying to figure out if I took a break or I got to catch up on a break. I will catch up on a break. Yeah, we've gone a little bit long here. It's a soft break, but we'll take it right now. Come back with Alex B. We'll get more into this Vegas Golden Knights game. Again, it's 4-3. to three. We'll get into that series, and we'll look at the Dallas Stars now leading three games to two against the Seattle Kraken. Big game six coming up in the Great Northwest tomorrow, and we already know Florida's advanced taking out Toronto. Carolina has advanced. So we've got the Eastern Conference final set. We'll get Alex B's take on both those teams as they go head-to-head. We'll do it all. When we come back, you're listening to SportsX Radio 101.5 FM Dawn streaming live on that Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y. Download that worldwide app now. It is free. Mark Hoke Show, Sunday mornings, 8 a.m. to 10 a.m., the best in professional wrestling. Follow Mark on Twitter, at Mark Hoke Show, at AX Smith Sports. AX Smith Sports. You can follow Alex B. that way, at Ken Thompson 87 at SportsX Radio. Live from Vegas, coming right back. You're listening to SportsX Radio. Uh, you remember that hit from Rocky Four? That's John Cafferty, Hearts on Fire, coming back on a Friday fiasco. Ken Thompson, SportsX Radio, Vegas Golden Knights now on a power play. It was a four-minute power play. It's still two minutes to go in the power play. It's now four on four as uh, a little uh, roughing there with uh, Eichel going off as well as uh, one of the players for Edmonton. Didn't see who that was. Do want to update. Lakers up 106-82, seven minutes to go. The Warriors will be done. That'll be it. And uh, Lakers will advance to the Western Conference Finals against Denver. And don't forget, big game seven on Mother's Day. That'll be Philly in Boston. Sixers and Joel Embiid, the MVP, trying to win for the third time at TD Garden. We'll see if that comes to fruition. Dodgers 4-2, to bottom eight. Two outs, nobody on base. They bat against the Padres in L.A. Top nine, Texas and the Oakland A's. That's right, the A's have tied things up. Two outs for the Rangers, nobody on base. 
Giants down 7-5, one out, nobody on, top nine in Arizona. They're down to their final two outs in top eight. Houston, a man on first to lead off the top of the eighth, leading the White Sox by a score of 4-1. to Now they look at the Richard Badge and Finley Toyota out-of-town scoreboard. Alex B. Smith is with me at axsmithsports.com. And Alex, a handicapper and, uh, of course, a co-host of the Ice Guys. Outstanding podcast there as far as hockey. And uh, I thought really important for Vegas to score here to get a two-goal cushion to get a little insurance because anytime you get a double minor, Alex B., you got to take advantage of it. Yeah, absolutely. But, you know, that's the thing that you got penalties going back and forth. Warren Fogle was the the uh, man in the box for Edmonton. And that's the thing I said, you know, uh, in previewing this game earlier today about how, you know, with what happened with the Paternal situation, there was going to be a lot of chippiness and there would be a lot of opportunities for the power play on both sides of the ice. A lot of four-on-four play, and that's exactly where we're seeing. I mean, you look at the the seven goals, and you know the majority of them scored for both teams on the the man advantage. So uh, it, this game's kind of playing out the way that I saw fit at the beginning of, of the before the game. No doubt, Edmonton thirty-one twenty-five shot advantage, but the Golden Knights still clinging to the one-goal lead, four to three. Edmonton, all three of their goals, power play goals. Vegas has two power play goals in seven attempts so far this evening. Keeping an eye on this one, will we see extra time? We'll wait and see. We did see extra time in that first game. Toronto able to get an equalizer and tie things up, send it to the extra period against Florida, but come up short as uh, they are eliminated four games to one. The Florida Panthers very impressive. They'll take on the Carolina Hurricanes. We'll get. Get to that series in a sec. Tomorrow we've got the other Western Conference semifinal uh, continuing, and Dallas has won a couple in a row now after trailing two games to one. They now lead the Seattle Kraken three games to two. They go back to the Northwest, and this Seattle Kraken team just, they never die. I mean, it's absolutely incredible. They, they Even when you think they're out of games, they just continue to fight. What about tomorrow night? You know that's going to be a ruckus atmosphere, but now facing elimination Going to be tough for uh, uh, the Kraken to win two in a row, but they've got to have that cliche, the old coach's cliche, one game at a time. Uh, you know, and again, you're the expansion team, so all the pressure would be on Dallas in a game seven because they're the team that's expected to win. Alex B, can Seattle get it done at home tomorrow night against the Dallas Stars? I mean, it's going to be tough. Obviously, like I said, it's going to be a rocking environment at Climate Pledge Arena, but this is a Dallas Stars team, and I, I've talked about this all year long with them and uh, even in the last series. Against Minnesota, they have killer instinct, and uh, I, just, I just don't see where Dallas blows this game six. To be honest, they, they've you know the series has gone the way that I've you know seen it uh, just through you know game three. I love Seattle in that spot, even though I had uh, Dallas in series, Dallas to win six, and it played out to perfection. And Dallas came right back uh, with another bounce back win. Jake Ottinger had a rough game in game three and came back to, to look sharp in game four. They get the win at home in game five, and now. With a chance to close, I just don't see where Dallas uh, slips up here. It's already took a shot with Dallas on the puck line, laying the one and a half. I got plus 165 on that. There you go. If you want to take Dallas straight up at the Westgate Superbook, it's minus 160 for they for them to win the game. That includes any overtime uh, session. But you can also do something that Alex turned me on to early in the season during uh, regular season. You got that three-way result where you can do that like you uh, do the soccer but it's got to happen in the 60 minutes. You can't have any overtime uh, unless you play the draw. You can play the draw. Alex B., you did that throughout the regular season. Now, I don't know how many you hit, but you hit a bunch, and that's always, you know, minimum, you know, plus three, plus $3. I mean, it's a three-to-one payoff to get the draw. 
very, very impressive. Uh, I, I know you follow all these teams throughout the season, but you pick and choose your spots when you think a game is going to end in a draw. And when it does, I mean, I remember uh, several times you put up like two of them or three of them, and if you got one, you're going to come out even. If you got two of them, you're going to make great money. But if you get one of two, you're going to make great money. Yeah, absolutely. It's it, it's a it's a it's a great proposition throughout the year, and you can pinpoint teams that play tight, uh, especially in the second half of the of the season when you have these in, in in the playoffs as well. You have teams that know that you know they can't afford to to trade back and forth to certain teams. They try to slow down uh, the, the tempo. You know, uh, more emphasis on puck possession rather than just taking any kind of shot chance. And uh, you tend to see games go into overtime because they need those extra points in the standing. So it's a, it's a great proposition. And with, you know, 19 playoff games already in this postseason, uh, it's cashing in for a lot of betters as well uh, so far in the last few weeks. So Jack Campbell doing a, a pretty stellar job there for Edmonton coming in, replacing Skinner after Vegas got the four goals, uh, three of them in a minute 29 and uh, doing a real nice job keeping Edmonton in this game. They're now you know, down to the final eight minutes, four to three. This was one that I looked at as far as playing the draw. I just had a feeling Edmonton was the favorite. Were you surprised Edmonton was that much of a favorite? I know they had the dominant shutout, uh, but they got tattooed pretty good in game three after they dominated game two in Vegas. So uh, you know, both teams had dominant wins on the other team's home ice. Yeah, but I'm not too just too shocked with that. Edmonton's a public darling with you know McDavid and Drysaddle the way they're playing right now. Uh, it, it made total sense, but like I said, you can't count Vegas out, and uh, it's been a fun series to watch as a fan. This has been one of the, the more entertaining series this whole postseason. And of course, you have Drysaddle to uh, win the Consmite Trophy with the uh, you know the best record, most points you know as far as throughout the playoffs. So it's imperative that Edmonton advances so he gets those extra opportunities. Yeah, absolutely. As of right now, I have a, a, a eleven to one uh, on dry side of the one consummate, and I also took a shot with Rupe Hints at fourteen to one uh, after the last couple of games he's had, and he's now tied with dry side uh, heading before this game with the most points in the playoffs. So, uh, two really good positions with two teams that seem destined to collide in that Western Conference Final. Good job. All right, uh, total is six tomorrow from Seattle. Would you look over, uh, being that it's an elimination game? I mean, you figure if Dallas, you know, I mean, if they're up, you know, even four to one, Seattle's pulling the goalie. There is no tomorrow. So that's why when I see a number of six, you know, I'm figuring if Seattle can get two goals, there's a, and you think Dallas is going to win, there's a good chance that that game could go over the total. Yeah, absolutely. That's the reason why I like the puck line. And that's also why you can look at, uh, depending on what books you have, you can look for, you know, the third period over. Uh, you know, seeing a total of two, just laying it over uh, for a dollar thirty-five. You know, you tend to see those. Like I said, teams will pull their goalie down two, down three, even down four, uh, because it's a, it's their last ditch effort. So you tend to see a lot of those extra goals. Games look a little lopsided at the end, but they were much closer than they appeared. So uh, definitely would look over, but you can bet that in a multitude of ways. All right, they go down to the seven-minute mark. Still four to three, Vegas leading Edmonton on a Friday uh, Friday fiasco. Ken Thompson, Alex B. Smith, uh, AX, uh, talk to me a little bit about Carolina and Florida. Quick preview. I know you're still going to be doing work on this series, uh, but you knew Carolina got there. Uh, very, very impressive. Uh, Jersey played really solid, a really solid game last game in Carolina. Got it to OT, and and uh, you know after. 
getting embarrassed in that one game in Jersey where they gave up five goals in the second period and got beat six to one. You know, the Devils didn't uh, batten down the hatches. They just said, uh, let's go for it. And and they played a really tough game. I had Carolina last night, and I was fortunate to get the win because I was, uh, you know, but the price was only minus 130, so I figured you might as well lay it. They're so dominant at home most of the most of the time, and uh, they found a way to get it done on a power play. Your take, quick look, Carolina is the one I predicted to get out of the Eastern Conference, but I did say I thought Florida would be able to give Boston a run for their money I uh, don't know how, how positive I was that they'd get past Boston, uh, but now they've gotten past Boston and Toronto. But what's your initial take? Do you like Carolina in the series? Well, I mean, Florida's playing with house money. Like you said, no one saw them getting past Boston. I thought they were going to get swept by Boston. So uh, I certainly was not uh, believing that we'd see Florida this deep. And uh, like I said, that, that's the reason why they look so good against Toronto, because they're playing loose. But Carolina has found their form now. Uh, we were worried about them going into the playoffs. They, you know, were a bit banged up, losing Svechnikov. You wonder where the offense would come from, but they've had, uh, you know, over a dozen different guys chip in in the scoring. We've seen Brent Burns, and what a story it'd be for him if he could get to a, a Cup final and, and maybe win one. Uh, had a long, you know, career with you know San Jose, Minnesota, different teams. He's been a big fan favorite for years. Uh, and you know, seeing him chipping in goals along with Ajo, uh, the goaltending, of course, still a big, big question mark with Carolina. Freddie Anderson has looked good, but you wonder, can he stay healthy? You know, Auntie Ronta just came back from injury. He's always a question mark with his health. Uh, you know, Piotr Kachekov's their third string goalie. He's a decent goaltender, but you don't want to have to just throw him into the fire like you had to do, uh, at times in the last series. You want to, you know, have somebody solid in that. So that'll be the big X factor where we thought, you know, Florida might have the big question marks at the beginning of the playoffs with, with goaltending. Now it seems like the goaltending questions are more on Carolina. Then. So it should be an interesting series. Vegas, if they do hold on and get this game, uh, with Hill as their option as far as goaltending, do you expect uh, in, in the next series maybe to see him maybe get a breather maybe in one of the first couple games and bring in the veteran Jonathan Quick? Uh, it's it's possible, but, I mean, that's tough to do. Honestly, I think you roll with Aiden Hill. I think I think he's uh, the best option at this point, honestly. You know, it's, it's Quick with all of his, his experience in the postseason, I think his his time has kind of come and gone. And against a high powered offense, potentially like Dallas that they could be facing, that may not be the best option. I, I think you ride with Aiden Hill as long as real you can. Quick, yeah, real quick, uh, put it in a capsule though with uh, Coach Cassidy coming over from Boston. Took the Bruins to the postseason five times, but not good enough. Uh, somehow, some way, this team after re- losing Robin Leonard. Then Thompson stepping in, Logan Thompson doing a nice job, and he goes down. Then you bring in Brassois, then he goes down in the postseason. Now it's Aiden Hill with the veteran Jonathan Quick backing him up. I mean, this is absolutely ridiculous what the Vegas Golden Knights have gone through as far as between the pipes, but somehow, some way, the rest of that team is good enough to keep them in games and give the goalie confidence where they can still win. Well, it might be a good luck charm, right? I mean, look at the first season in history. <laughs> Vegas used six goaltenders to get all the way to a cup final. So, uh, I don't know. It seems like they're the only team that can maybe, you know, use a rotation of, of goaltenders where we usually have the adage, you know, two or three goalies. If you have two or three goalies, you don't have any. Uh, it seems to be the opposite for Vegas. They've had uh, some good success, but obviously they're going to need someone out of that bunch to step up now uh, in these bigger moments. There you go. Great stuff, Alex B. Smith. Take our final break of the night. Uh, I'm going to let you go, A.B., but uh, real quick, uh, give, me a, give me a play. Uh, you, got, you got Dallas, all right? You got Dallas and, uh, and the over, or Dallas on the puck line is your play against the Kraken? 
So, yeah, Dallas on the puck line, I laid uh, one and a half. I got plus 165. And also, this is the last call to grab Rupe Hintz at 14 or 15 to 1 to win the Smythe for Dallas. That number will probably get cut in half if Dallas wins this game and advances uh, officially to play either the winner of Edmonton or Vegas. That is great stuff, my man. And we're going to get into uh, NFL football and uh, the draft and all that. we got win totals out, all that good stuff. But I'll be uh, connecting with you. We'll stay on top of the NHL playoffs, and I'll bring you in to focus in on both the Eastern and Western Conference final in detail. Always appreciate you staying up late, taking time out for SportsX Radio. Alex B., you're the best, buddy. I'll talk to you soon. All right, sounds good, Ken. Take it easy. There you go, Alex B. Smith. And uh, we'll go to our final break. Come back, keeping an eye on this game down to 240 at T-Mobile. Again, 4-3, to Vegas leads Edmonton in Game 5. This is a big one. We'll let you know how it pans out, whether or not we have overtime or whether or not Vegas can wrap it up. SportsX SportsX Radio 101.5 FM K-Dawn, streaming live on that Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y. Come back with my producer, Mark Hoke, and wrap things up on a Friday, get you through the weekend. We'll be right back live from Vegas. Go Johnny, go Chuck Berry, man. Legendary Chuck Berry wrapping things up here on a Friday fiasco. Golden Knights trying to wrap things up. Lead 4-3. to three. Last minute of play. T-Mobile in regulation. Just a 4-3 lead, a one-goal lead. Edmonton has pulled the goalie, and uh, it has been an outstanding game. Both teams back and forth, and right now Vegas trying to hold on. This is game five. If they can hold on, they'll get that uh, 3-2 lead in the series. And uh, they've got it down at Edmonton's end, so time is running down. And uh, Mark Hoke, very impressive game by the goaltender Aiden Hill again for Vegas as uh, Edmonton continues to put pressure on and and, uh, really a fun team to watch. But Vegas standing tall when they need to and uh, have to sweat it out a little bit more. But they have been fun to watch. And a 3-2 lead for the Golden Knights going back to Edmonton should make for, uh, you know, just a, a lot of fun, man. Yeah, they may have Ron Hextall in goal by the time the series is over. There you go. (laughs) This has been unbelievable how many goaltenders the Knights have had to go through to get here. But uh, we got, what, 11.1 left. And see, the Knights uh, called for an icing. So face-off's going to be in there and here as 11.1 ticks on the clock, Ken. See if the Knights can hang on here, clear it out. And yeah, uh, out of play, four point two. So yep, they're 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 good. I I would uh, I'll take your ticket. I mean, the total was seven, so it's going to stay there. Uh, looks like is, that's where it's going to end. So uh, most places had that total of seven. And uh, let me see, uh, yeah, there were some. Actually, it did drop to six and a half there with the over minus one thirty five there at the Westgate Superbook. So. Uh, also at Circa, you had a 7 at Caesar. So it just depends when and where you played it. Uh, it was 7, and it dropped down to 6.5. So the game does go over. And uh, Edmonton went off at the Superbook, a minus 135. So a take back 
uh, plus 115 on Vegas. So a little plus money there. Uh, same thing on Florida. A lot of plus money there. You got a, as high as a plus 175 on the Panthers tonight. They close out Toronto. I did have Toronto. Uh, to win that game. So I lost that. Didn't touch this game, but I do have Vegas in the series. Now, I did have Florida in the series, so it's not like I lost too much, but I still end up losing a little bit because Toronto was a heavy favorite tonight. I I got them at minus 170. They closed at minus 190. Uh, But you know what? You'll take it as far as uh, Vegas getting the win and a 3-2 series lead. That's a big-time win. They'll head back to Edmonton for game six on Sunday, I believe it is. So uh, the Lakers, they advanced to the Western Finals. We talked about it. We thought they were going to take care of business down the stretch. 122-101, to 101, they roll the Warriors. Clay Thompson, a game that he wants to probably forget about, only finishing with eight points. Uh, Steph Curry, again, you know, not a bad game total point-wise. You know, he had 32 points, but he was only 4 of 14 from three-point land. Uh, he's got to do much better in a closeout game. Uh, if I tell you, you know, Dante DiVincenzo was 16 points, your second leading scorer, and the only other scorer for the Warriors in double figures besides Curry. Yeah, that'll blow your mind. Yeah, that's rough. That is rough. But yeah, well, so LeBron's going to try and get to another final. That is unbelievable. But, you know, I will say, and I I don't want to denigrate what the Lakers have done because they really came from the, the depths of hell this season, but they did. You know, catch a Memphis team that was falling apart, and you know, then they catch Golden, an aging Golden State team that honestly couldn't win on the road this year. They were not a a great team. So now the Nuggets await, and I think it's going to be ball game over. But you know, you do have you know, you've got LeBron and Anthony Davis, so anything can happen. But I, I would, I would say Denver's going to get through that pretty easy. Yeah, you had LeBron and Anthony Davis throughout the year, but this team was stagnant. Yeah, they, uh, all, of, all of a sudden they get D'Angelo Russell, they get Vanderbilt. They're able to make some moves and, and, and get Hachimura. Uh, and, and guys came up, different guys came up at different times. And then you got this this young little phenom, Lonnie Walker the fourth, who comes up big and bows him out in the uh, last game in Los Angeles. They could have easily been trailing in the series. And they find a way to get it done. 122-101, they eliminate the defending champions, take care of business in six games. L.A. wins it by a score of 122-101. to Very impressive. And the Lakers close out the Golden State Warriors. Uh, let me go back to the big leagues real quick and just check on everything. Dodgers did win that game 4-2, to doubled up on San Diego. So I got that one. Houston up 5-1 now, top nine against the White Sox. Texas has grabbed the 6-5 lead in the top of the 10th against Oakland. Remember, they do start with a man on second base, so we'll see if uh, that's all the Rangers get. Uh, but that's it as far as baseball. Arizona did close out San Francisco 7-5 to and uh, gave you all those other scores a little bit earlier. Oh, and Let Ken, me, uh, oh, yeah, go ahead. And, and real quick, I don't know if you saw the news today, but uh, if you happen to had six point zero five billion dollars sitting around, yeah, you, you could have bought, bought the Washington Commanders. Could have bought yourself a football team today, but yeah, that that was a big story today. As uh, Josh Harris, who actually owns the Seventy Sixers and the Devils, will now own the Washington Commanders. How about that? Yeah, so, that's so weird, no more though, Daniel that... Snyder. Yeah, but that's it's a weird group, Josh Harris's group, because I mean, here you you own the Sixers. Eagles fans, they're not gonna, they're not gonna like this guy that much, you know, if he owns the Washington Commanders. I'm, I'm a little, I find a little odd quandary for myself there too. But you know what? Maybe what he'll do is once he takes over the team, he might change the name back just for fun. 
Just for fun, Ken. You know what change, I'm saying? Yeah. Change, change the commanders back to what they were. Yeah, I don't. I, I, <laughs> wow. Now, that would be a troll to all the uh, the wow. Washington fans out there. That would be unreal. Uh, be E-A-G-L-E-S Eagles. There you go. All right. Uh, tomorrow, Major League Baseball. You know what? I'm not even going to start with the baseball. Uh, Dallas and Seattle talked about it in the NHL. Game six from Seattle. Uh, right now, the Stars minus 166. Six the total. And then we've got uh, 76ers and Celtics on Sunday. It's down to six and a half, so some money coming in on Philly. Uh, Westgate Superbook has Celtics minus six and a half, total of 201. You've got the uh, game on set tomorrow. You've got the XFL championship game, D.C., minus six and a half against Arlington, total of 48. You've got uh, USFL football coming up on Sunday. you got... Jersey minus six and a half, 43 and a half against Philly and New Orleans minus seven at home against Memphis. Total is 48 there on Saturday. You've got a couple of USFL games, Michigan minus three and a half at home against Pittsburgh, total 42. And then Houston and Birmingham, Birmingham minus four and a half total is 46 and a half. Just some of the big baseball games tomorrow. In fact, there's really only one big baseball game, Baltimore, Tyler Wells minus 168, eight and a half your total against Pittsburgh tomorrow. Just bet the Orioles, man. I mean, what the heck, especially on the weekdays. You're going to hear the music, so you might as well make some money, especially uh, Mike Scally and all those Yankee fans out there. Just, you know what, you can still root for your Yankees, but make some money on this Orioles team, 12 games over 500. Mark Hoke Show, real quick, buddy, what do you got coming up Sunday morning? Well, we're going to be previewing a couple of the pay-per-views coming up, and, uh, of course, all this going on with AEW, the television contracts, and uh, also... We have a world championship match set for uh, Clash of Champions. It's going to be Seth Rollins and AJ Styles, and which should be an awesome match. We're going to be talking all about that and so much more on the Mark Hoke Show on Sunday, 8 to 10 a.m. here on KDON. So please join us. We'd love to have you get in on the action. That'll do it for us till Monday. You know the rules. No drinking and driving, no texting and driving. Most of all, God bless our troops. God bless you. I'm Ken Thompson. Have a great weekend. Good night, everybody.